Hello, this is Tony, and we're calling this 10 episodes The Heritage Keeper. Hi, Mr. Heritage. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Tony? Very good. Yourself? Great. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for well, having me. I'm happy me. that you're here as well. <laughs> Thank you for playing this beautiful music. Can you just introduce us a bit to your Heritage Keeper thingy? Sure. So, um, I guess ever since I was young, I always was obsessed with living uh, in Lebanon, since I was not able to, I grew up outside of Lebanon. So there was a big part of me aching for the, the culture and the heritage through music, through poetry, through antiques, you know. So um, I just really started dedicating my time to it and I learned a bunch of instruments and I, let, I tried to um, make sure that I can put, push it onto people and teach people Okay, so I got at your age, I know that you're young, you're <laughs> around 24. Why heritage? While the main interest is more of the progression, you know? Sure, I think because, I mean, you need to know where you came from to know where you want to go. Okay. And uh, especially in the States and diaspora, there's not that much uh, education about heritage when it comes to music and culture and poetry. And those are very important things and of our part of our identity as Lebanese people is we appreciate the arts. We're creative people, we're cultured, and it's always been a part of our culture. So why lose it, you know? Why lose it, absolutely. I mean, heritage should not be lost you know i mean it's where we come from and, and sometimes it can get very much interesting you know when you dig inside i don't know that much i mean i do know about poetry and music and i do like to go through languages history oh shit well now the electricity cut <laughs> but we in lebanon sorry dear listeners you don't know you probably don't know about the electricity <laughs> cuts, but it's bad so if we got heritage it's even worse exactly uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're here in the dark we in the dark now. Well, you were supposed to be playing for us, but now we're going to give it a minute <laughs> until you can see your notes again, unless you can play without looking at your chords. I mean, of course. I know, of course. <laughs> you, are, you are quite gifted. Okay, Sam. Okay, so speaking of um, music, you, you were playing. Can you tell us more about the instrument you were playing? Yeah, of course. It's uh, the Arabic Oud, O-U-D. Um, it's the uh, predecessor to the guitar and to the European lute. So actually the word lute came from Il-Oud, 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 it turned into lute. <laughs> and then the lute turned into a guitar. So it's pretty interesting because you, it can be traced back to the Oud and that's, it's a very old instrument. There's a lot of soul in the instrument. It's uh, 11 strings and the courses of two until the sixth string, then it's a course of one. And it's fretless, so it's like a violin in that nature in that you don't have any frets. So you're playing by muscle memory and you have uh, unlimited range of intonation. So you're not limited to what type of notes you can make, which is very important in Arabic music. Because uh, in our octave, in Western music, there's 12 notes. And in Arabic music, there's 24 notes. And those are half flats. So if you imagine splitting the black key on a piano into two, those are the notes that were created. Is it true that Turkish music is one of the most complicated music in the world? Yes, Turkish music has 54 notes to the octave, so they have really hyper-tuned ears. Which Do you know which one you told me once, which one has the most? I think Turkish. As there Turkish. might be more than Turkish, but to my knowledge right now, in Middle Eastern music, at least using the Makam system, which is a system of scales, Turkish has the most. Okay. Yeah. 
But we don't bother in, in the school of Arabic music to learn that many. Well, I think now our listeners are intrigued enough to hear another minute of you playing your old. <laughs> sure. Can you please? Of course. So uh, you want something Lebanese? Whatever you right? Yeah, let's mm. do it. Let's do it. Lebanese it is. <laughs> Actually, I was really enjoying this. <laughs> I <laughs> hope you listeners you. enjoyed this as well. <laughs> Please leave your feedback at. <laughs> Tell them a little bit about the song and the poetry the song. behind it. Uh, well, I do know about the song that it's sang by Fabrous, one of the most iconic uh, Lebanese singers. She's the one actually who, who who is keeping heritage for today, since you called the heritage keeper. Yeah. Faye was one of, of the idols, I mean, in Lebanon. She's she, a legend. She, and not only in Lebanon, in, in the Arabic word. This song was called Anandi Hain, which means I am longing for something. Mm-hmm. I'm pining for something, for not knowing for whom, you know. Just She's missing something out and she want to discover what it is. That's what happens in love, you know. Exactly, and every night the nostalgia visits her and takes her to places she far away that she can't remember. Well, love is beautiful and we're all trying to find this magical place that everybody talks about. <laughs> exactly. So, are, are you in love, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so, I don't know. Well, he thinks so, that means he's not in love. <laughs> but, but that's alright, I, I mean, whoever your partner is. <laughs> Sorry we're digging into your personal life, but nobody knows you. Kidding. Anyway, going back to music. Well, I mean, I was talking about love because the most beautiful music and tracks for me are the one about love. You know, you've got the patriotic songs, which are cool. And then you've got the, the songs about the country and you're missing your village. Mm-hmm. That's fine as well, you know, yeah, the exactly. songs about friends. But the, the real songs that touch the souls and hits your nerves is really the one who are about love. Romantic, yeah, romance songs. No, exactly. I mean, Arabic, I feel, is a language that's also capable of so much because of just the vast vocabulary and the different levels of love you can explain with different words, you know. Like, uh, compared to English, there's, uh, I think people say, between 3 and 12 million Arabic words. Not all of them are still used, but from the root system, you can create, like, up to 6 million words. And in right. English, you have 600,000. So you're limited in how deep you can get, which, not to take away, there's amazing English poets. But in Arabic, just the depth and the meaning of the word and how intense it is, it, it really gives it another level that a lot of people that don't understand Arabic don't really get to understand, you know. So when you hear that poetry in the music, and the music is so exotic and beautiful, you know, using half flats and things like that, you feel you're already in a trance just by the music alone. And then on top of that, you get this amazing world-class poetry, and it's just, it makes it amazing. It, gives, it takes you on a journey that a lot of things, they don't compare to that. Absolutely, yeah. 
Absolutely, I agree with that. I mean, you know, once I heard that if you fall, sorry, I was away from the microphone. Microphone. Uh, once I heard that if you fall in love with a poet or or a painter, you would never die. Mm. I mean, you would always be present in someone's hand. You know, somebody wow. might read him, be reading the book about the poetry, and you'd be there. <laughs> Or, or a painting, you know, it, it lasts forever and ever and ever. Wow, what so. a beautiful concept. Yeah. Right? I love that. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I'll tell you, if you really want to fall in love, Sam, go find a poet or a painter. <laughs> I copy. I understand. It's a good thing I'm in Beirut. <laughs> Why so? Yeah, just the to say that poets. now we are taking this podcast from Beirut. We're recording it from Beirut, Lebanon. Uh, yeah. What? Beirut is a, such a creative space. It There's is. so much art. You're, you're destined to meet a poet. Do even if it's because we're from here, we find it that inspiring or just because it is the way it is for any person in the world? You know, no, I think it's something special here because there's so much pain and suffering, but there's, almost, there's also so much life and people love life and they might have, you know, $5 in their pocket and they act like they have 50 because they're proud and they love life and it's a good thing, you know? It's it's so weird to be here during such a crisis and see like people still go out, people still go to restaurants. They don't want to, you know, accept defeat. Like the one thing you can't take away from a Lebanese person is life, and there's not a lot of outlets. Well, that's something very important not to be taken away. Mm. I mean, then life would work. I mean, wow, we sound very philosophic now, but I like that. <laughs> no, really, and life is there's not so many outlets here, you know. Mental health help is not very active here, for example, there's a stigma, and even without the stigma, the stigma is almost gone, but I mean, there's not the access. So poetry, I think, is such an outlet for so many people. Even you'll go to a grocer here that sells groceries on the street, and he'll be reciting to you poetry. Uh, that's, that is so true, that is so true, and I did experience that, actually. Wow. So Sam, I, I would say, speaking of, of the country now, give us something nostalgia about, you know, some, some last track, because... We're gonna go away in two minutes. <laughs> so, sure. One more time, if you can, please. I mean, I'm sure your listeners are intrigued to hear your finale. <laughs> mm, what should I play? Mm, improvise some sad notes or sure. happy notes, life notes. <laughs> being heard not sad i would salute you all listeners thank you sam for joining my podcast for tonight and thank you for having me it's been a pleasure bye 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 <laughs>